Hello and welcome to another episode of our uh, podcast portion of the Lent series, Behold the Lamb. Uh, I'm Matt Brown. I'm here with Linus Wynn, and we're talking through spiritual disciplines to hopefully uh, enrich our Lent time as we prepare for Easter, but also to create some habits and rhythms in our lives that we carry on throughout the year. Uh, today we're talking about the discipline of simplicity, mm. and this is one that uh, I feel like a lot of people, it doesn't show up on, on their radar. We've got Bible study yeah. and prayer and worship and all of those things. Simplicity, we, we kind of go, what? As a, as a discipline? What does that mean? And uh, so we, we talked in our last episode on, on service and compassion. We talked about this, this inward reality that then has an outward expression. And, and simplicity, I think we have to say, starts there. Living a simple life uh, starts with this inward reality and this inward work of, God, what, what should my life look like? How do I keep things simple in a hectic world yeah. that is so fractured and fragmented? And, uh, and starting there, starting with my own heart, and then it, 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 it bleeds outward into my own life. Yeah, yeah. And I think that when we talk about simplicity, we have to come to the realization that it is not only a temptation and a struggle for us who live in affluent cultures, no. because you have, like James talks about, right, the rich and the poor, they both have their temptations, right? That's good. Um, so this affluent culture, we have to kind of come to grips with the having much and simplifying. Yeah. But then the less affluent cultures don't have much, and they can't find contentment, so they keep finding, trying to look for more. Right. So you can make stuff and money an idol, <clears throat> right. whether you have it or you don't. Yeah. You know? So I think that the idea of simplicity is trying to get to the heart root of looking at all the different um, things in our lives. I would, I mean, it's, it's kind of like saying, you know, looking at all the clutter, mm-hmm. looking at all the distractions, looking at all the things that are literally like t- like playing tug of war with mm-hmm. aspects of our affections and pulling us in so many different directions. And we have to start severing some of those ties a bit and trying to figure out how to do that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, and one of the reasons we bring this up at, at, during Lent is because for most of us, we understand fasting is a part of Lent. It's something that, that people practice uh, throughout the Lent season, throughout those 40 days of Lent. Uh, and part of fasting is understanding where we may have unhealthy attachments and, yeah. and sort of detaching from things. So we, even if you're not fasting from food, but you're fasting from social media or TV or whatever, uh, maybe it's alcohol or whatever it is, right? You're fasting from from something you feel like, you know, I just need a break from that. I need, I need, I, yeah, I want to make yeah. sure I don't have an unhealthy attachment to this thing. And so I'm going to, I'm going to stop it right now for this time. And, um, and so I think we want to create a, a lifestyle. We even talked about in the fasting episode, creating a lifestyle of fasting, creating a lifestyle of simplicity of, of, of detaching from sort of the, the maze of attachments that Richard Foster talks about in, in Celebration of Discipline, the maze yeah. of attachments yeah. that we have. How do we clear the clutter, yeah. as you said? And I think this hasn't, I mean, I, I would have to say in recent years, this mm-hmm. has been more of a reality and an appreciated discipline. Mm-hmm. In the past, first coming to faith, I lived amongst people who either had much, right, on one end, of the spectrum and on the other side of the spectrum they had like i would say like buddhist tendencies mm-hmm. right that this is like oh we're just going to just uh live minimally because we just want to detach ourselves from this physical world as much as possible and all this kind of stuff yeah um 
But it wasn't until a couple years back when I fell into kind of a really um, a really deep kind of spiritual funk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of felt like I was 41 at the time and my life was starting over again. I was going through this time where I didn't really feel like what I was doing was mounting up to anything else. And, you know, and I kind of got myself to this little vortex of like, what am I, what am I doing? Like, what's, yeah. what's life all about? Um, and so I decided to take a summer to, to really start saying, hey, let me get to a place where I can just remove the noise mm-hmm. and remove the clutter. And as silly as it may sound, but it started with like my, my, my clothing, right? It started mm-hmm. with my drawer. Yeah. And, but what's, what started off as almost like a therapeutic approach kind of, kind of brought me down a process of thinking, what is it I really need? Mm-hmm. What is it that really brings the essential aspects of joy and happiness to my home, ministry, and yeah. life? And you kind of go through that process, right? And it's not the minimalism trend that happens in the world, but it is a process to say, what are, what are my attachments? Yeah. And it really taught me to say, I'm attached to this, why? Yeah. And it makes me feel this way, why? And it really got through it. Then the next thing I realized that, wow, the, really, the things that really did matter when I held on to them, all the other stuff kind of just went away. Yeah. You know? But it was a process that, that helped me kind of find mental clarity, mm-hmm. spiritual clarity, um, and being able to sit down and read and get re- like reattuned to my life of prayer and meditation again because I wasn't so overly concerned mm-hmm. about some of the other things anymore. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was just, it was an interesting process for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, uh, so when we talk about the, the inward work, I, th- I think I'm, I'm in a place where I'm, I'm saying, okay, I, I, this is becoming more of a reality. I've, I've known about this discipline for a while and I've just been, I've kind of thought about it some, but I think for us, like really as a family, as our family grows and as life mm-hmm. becomes more hectic, it's like, okay, how do we, how do we think through our life and, and keep it simple, especially, you know, part of, part of what we understand of, you know, anxiety increasing and all of anxiety, depression, all of this stuff is that we live really fragmented lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live, we live life on two different planes we live in reality and we live in social media world where, where our identity can change at different times and things like yeah, that. And yeah. we live in this, we exist in all these different platforms and spaces. And how do you, how do you have one integrated self mm. throughout all of this? Um, and, and I, so I, it, it does start for me, it, it's starting as, as I was reading on this, the, the starting with Matthew six thirty three, and this is where, again, Foster starts with this, of seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things, all the things you need will be added to you as well. Yeah. And, uh, and I think even, uh, you know, Psalm 37, you know, tr- uh, uh, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, mm-hmm. sort of interpreting that as, as I delight myself in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. He'll... He'll he'll change my desires. He'll 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 move my desires more toward his, and I'll understand what is truly important. Yeah, yeah. My dad has always, <clears throat> in thinking about that verse, you know, seeking first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and having our desires changed. He 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 kind of came back, um, and just simply said, um, "These are the things that just makes me simply the happiest in the Lord." Mm-hmm. And and really just go down to that question, like, what are the things that just simply, yeah, keep me in my joy with God and. Um, and that just kind of really, really kind of reshaped the way we talk about our family and yeah. what we provide and what we did. And, and if, if, if you want to dig down a little bit deeper, it really does, as you know, as we talked about it, it's just the, the, the matter of contentment. Yeah. 
that is not based on, you know, the number or what you have, right, or the number of the things you have, but it's this, um, it's a state, right? It's a state of who I am, knowing who I am and knowing who has me, and then asking, is that enough? Yeah. Yeah, a mentor of mine, I, I, I think we've talked about this at, at some point, I, but a mentor of mine, he, he defined wealth uh, as being content with what you have. So you can be wealthy uh, if you're content with what you have. You you are wealthy, right? You're yeah, you're actually yeah. you're actually doing better than, than a vast majority of the world if you're mm-hmm. if you're in a good spot with where you're at and, and what you have. And and I think that's um, you know, and we see this we see this and then we forget it. Any of us who have done mission work and we've we've gone overseas and and you see kids, uh, you know, they're they're kicking an empty bottle down the street or something like that. It, like, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm overselling it in a way, but, but I mean, that is literally what, what people come to. They, our students come back and they go, and those people had nothing and they were so much happier yeah. than me. Yeah. And that is, that's, that's gut wrenching when you, when you think about it. and it, and it stays for a time. And then, and then we get lost back in, in our, in our complex and fragmented and, yeah. and, and, consumer world and we, we kind of lose that idea but but i've never had anyone come back and, and go man man those people had it so much worse than me they're, they're, they're like they may have it worse but they were so much happier than i am mm-hmm. it's 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 really interesting um so i think mm-hmm. um so anyway i i want to make this practical as we go through this um living a simple life how do how do we even how do we even start so uh, I said starting with the inward work of starting with what is it what does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? Do you have any insight on that? Yeah. So as you were saying all that, um, and if you go back to the idea of contentment mm-hmm. and those kind of things, I could say the things that fuel discontent and the things that fuel the want and want for more and more, and the thing that fuels this false sense of security that I haven't having much is when I forget the promises. Yeah. I forget the promises of God. Mm-hmm. I forget the promises of my Savior. Um, and I get so preoccupied with the um, the false promises that the things in this world are giving, right? The riches mm-hmm. kind of thing that Proverbs teaches us. So I think just always realigning myself with what the promises are. Yeah. What he's actually given, mm-hmm. what he's actually provided. And then getting to a place where I can say, what more could I ask for? Yeah. Right? Um, and so I, I think a practical thing is really getting into the word. Um, and I think before we talked about it, just even whether it's dealing with service or things like that, even is getting around people who are really content, mm-hmm. getting around people who are always uh, living a simple, uncluttered, detached kind of life and see, see how, how they're able to do it. Um, we have a joke in our home really during this whole process of, um, decluttering mm-hmm. was that, uh, I could have. I, I kind of built up the life where I had like six of different, th- you know, mm-hmm, six of yeah. the same thing, right? Um, and then we had this thing that we would say, you know, get the one that rules them all, <laughs> you know? And so basically it's like, you know, you go down to it. Do I need six or eight watches? Yeah. No, you know? So get the one that rules them all. Yeah. That doesn't mean go and splurge and get the most expensive one, but it just means that I only actually only need one. Yeah. And it's, yes. and it's enough actually. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, and so I'm a, I, I love just, tech i love uh things like with you know craftsmanship to it and mm-hmm. i'm just and next thing you know i'm like just a collector of things yeah but none of those have been useful i can enjoy them yeah 
but there are also other ways for me to enjoy things too. Yeah. Right? And so um, at the end of the day, it was just kind of just thinking through like all things I have now. Yeah. Do I really need them? And, yeah. You know, like that passage teaches us, he'll give you yeah. what you need. And my dad always said, redefine what you say is need. Yeah. And then as Christ says, beware of the want, right? The coveting. Mm-hmm. And then be on guard and really pray against um, envy, jealousy, these kind of things that we don't yeah. ever be mindful of until it happens. Yeah. But I say on the forefront, pray to guard your family and yourselves from those things. Like, you know, don't be envious of and just start really praying that. You know, and, and I and I found it easy transitioning from Houston, you know, being in ministry there and watching everyone's life a certain way. Right. I thought to myself, why couldn't I have that? Mm-hmm. You know? Or then transitioning to Tennessee and driving yeah. down the road and next thing you know, it's like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and so Yeah. But we had to pray, like, Lord, what you have given is more than I could ever ask for, which I promised is already true. Yeah. Um, and so I think just some of those kind of things is, you know, it's like a don't dangle that temptation from you all the time, then try to get away from it. Sometimes yeah. just, yeah. you know. Yeah. So starting with, starting with the seeking first the kingdom, mm-hmm. where's my heart in this? Um, I love what you said, what you, your dad said, yeah. Redefine need. What? Yeah. What does it mean to, to need something? And 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 there there are like if you if you're reading if you read celebration of, of discipline you probably just need to at this point go out and buy it because we're quoting <laughs> it over over and over again. But you know he lists like nine different ways to do simplicity. And I, I was looking at him mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I don't want to sit here and just list these things off on a podcast because you know uh, that might get a little little boring. But I but okay. one of the you've you've already mentioned a couple of these you know buying things for their usefulness Mm -hmm. rather than getting caught up. And this is kind of the other one, not listening to, you know, what, what culture says, you got to have this thing now, right? You got to have the newest iPhone. You got to have the newest this and that and, and, or, and not buying things for their status. Oh yeah. I remember, you know, we had, this was years back, you know, Mm -hmm. family took a trip to London, but we're at the airport and we had just recently got new, new phones. Right. Mm -hmm. And, as we're kind of going up the escalator to the next floor, and as the level kind of reveals itself, there's like a big banner of this mm-hmm. new device. Mm-hmm. And I literally turned to Vanessa and I was like, you know, hey, I need that. <laughs> and she's like, why, why do you need that? Like yours works perfectly fine and it's brand new. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, right. yeah. you know, I don't know why, yeah. you know, but I just had that this sense of need, you know? Yeah. Um, but then again, it's also conditioned, I think. Right. To some degree, it's very conditioned. Um, yeah. You mentioned the idea of being a consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember digging into this idea a little bit and being a consumer is actually very little to do with the fact of the item, mm-hmm. but has much to do with the fact of how wasteful we are in regards to it. Yeah. You know, we, the, the idea of consuming is that you don't make full use of it. You just use it until a certain degree and you actually throw it away. Yeah. And so the, the culture of throwing something away has been, always been a culture that makes room for the other thing to come in. And so, yeah. I mean... You know, I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't have things, but I am saying that sometimes we just fill our lives with stuff that aren't necessary. Yeah. Um, And we see this in the classroom, right? Um, Education, structures, and business, we fill up a a time with a lot of things, and Mm -hmm. we can't even discern what the non-negotiables are anymore. Right. But when you bring it down to its essentials, and you can say, this is what we really need to have happen, then all of a sudden you have all this freedom to do so much more with so much less. Yeah. And just like service, I think, you never really know how freeing it is, and you start letting go of things of this world a little bit more. Yeah. You know? And I think that's that's great. Do you take the time? Do I take the time? Does my family take the time mm-hmm. to say, what is essential? Because we're not just talking about stuff in a sense. We're also talking about 
all of the things that take up yeah. time and mm-hmm. all of the things that take up finances and all of the things that yeah. that take up headspace and and all of that you know mm-hmm. um it's it, it it can be a really it can be really sort of cleansing experience i think yeah. to begin to practice this so we're trying to make this practical again we start with our heart uh, seeking first the kingdom and, and what does that mean what is god saying to us that that means in in this case um it um and then walking through that outward expression of it yeah what does it mean to buy things for their usefulness what does it mean to uh kind of uh reject what <laughs> the 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 mass marketing world you know mass yeah, media yeah. is telling us we need to do and be and have and all of that stuff uh but also um finding those things that are idols mm-hmm. in our lives mm-hmm. you know rejecting those things that are producing addictions in us mm-hmm. um you know, find you know, and that, I mean, it is addiction. You know, idolatry. I put something before God. I, I I worship this thing. I it takes up all my time. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. finding rejecting those things. Um, and uh, and then what you said, instead of throwing away, developing a habit of giving away. Mm-hmm. You know, finding someone who does have a need yeah. and being able to to give. Yeah. Away. And and I would even say the challenge is don't just give out of the stuff that you just don't want anymore. Yeah. But also give out of the place of your own need. Yeah. Which is great too, right? Um, I need this oh, that's really today, good. Yeah. and then, well, hey, let me give them what they need to. Yeah, you know, so even out of your necessities, you can give, not just out of your leftovers yeah. and abundance. Yeah, right. Um, and then I don't know which one comes first, which one comes after, but I, I found it really helpful to kind of, with this idea of simplicity, the idea of being present in the moment. So, clutteredness distracts you from being present. Yeah, but the desire to be present also helps you, like declutter. Mm-hmm. You know. And so whether it's with family or whether it's with a friend or whether it's in a moment of devotion, whatever it is, if you get into the habit of pushing away the noise so that you can be present, mm-hmm. then while you're present, you also begin to learn that you didn't need all those other distracting noise. Yeah. Wait, so, yeah. I, don't know which one, I don't know which one comes first, but yeah. it's all been helpful for me. Yeah. So if I want to be with our family at dinner, I take the phone, I put it into the other room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I keep certain messages and I don't even answer them. I keep them to the mm-hmm. next day. Right. When we go out to the park, I leave things at home. You know, why? Because if I want to be present, I have to declutter. Right. And decluttering helps me be present and it kind of feeds off each other. Yeah. So I think the desire and the seeking after being present could also be very helpful in kind of finding out what is needed to yeah. be there at that time. Well, and that's good. Just the simplicity of that mental headspace and your, yeah. and your present reality. The moment, yeah. We, we, I think I think more and more of us are understanding that just our brains can't actually multitask. They can only oh, yeah. sort of halfway focus on things. We and, juggle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so you're just not focusing on any one thing at, at a time. Yeah. I think we're realizing that. Some people are still doubling down on no, I can do it. I can still I'm like, okay, well that's good for you. But um but yeah, just I can't be in two headspaces at once. Right. I need to be focused mm-hmm. right here. Yeah. Uh, that's good. And and one of the last ones, I won't go into all of them, but one of the last ones that really hit me was uh, enjoying things without owning them. Mm. Uh, that one really, really just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to be able to, 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 to find ways to in, enjoy certain things and not say, well, I have to have this. I mean, we're, we're in that space cause my, um, my daughter is a huge reader and she loves yeah, to read yeah. and we started buying her books and I'm like, we can't keep buying books but you know what mm-hmm. there's a library and buy a library and it's great and so we bought a library <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah you're right yeah so 
anyway, just I, those were those were some things for us that are just we're we're working on it. That's the yeah. place where we're we're at. We're working on how to simplify life. And I did the same thing with that. I used to have a lot of sentimental items, mm-hmm. and so what I did was I actually took pictures of them instead, and just put those into a photo album. Oh wow! And got rid of the items. Yeah, you know, it just helped declutter it, but it helps keep the memory and it helps me be able to pass it on and why it's important to me. But it wasn't always in the forefront physically. Yeah, that made me think that my life was only about the material things I could fill a room with. You know, wow, that was helpful. That's cool. That's yeah, something I hadn't heard of. Well, thank you for uh, joining us again for this episode, and uh, look for another one uh, coming soon. 